Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Young Pro Show. I'm your host, Dom Fry, the insurance guy, uh, here on another episode. Really excited for the conversation um, today. Excited just to kind of dive into her story kind of hear, um, you know, about where she is at today, her ambitions, how she's got here, and, you know, what her goals are for the next step uh, in her career. So let's welcome Jessica Hanks. Jessica, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me to talk, Dom. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate your time. And yeah, just excited, uh, as I mentioned, just to dive in to learn more about you. So let's just uh, let's just get straight into it then. A couple basic questions just to get to know you a little bit better as an individual. You know, first and foremost, as far as geographically speaking, where, I guess, were you born and raised at and where are you located today? I have always been in the Midwest. So I was born in Columbia City, Indiana, and I went to school um, in Dayton, Ohio, and I spent four years after school there. And now I reside in Finley. So Indiana and Ohio have always been home. Nice. So what brought you to Finley? Was it work? Yeah, it was actually my husband's work. So he worked for Speedway, which used to be owned by Marathon. So if you're in Finley, you know Marathon, and it was a great place to work. So that's what brought us here. And Finley felt like home instantly. Um, It was home faster than um, Dayton ever was. (laughs) That's awesome. That is cool. Um, Yeah, always the Midwest, Indiana and Ohio. Uh, next question for you then, it, What you know, obviously outside of work, what do you enjoy to do? What are some hobbies that you have? I've had hobbies in the past. <laughs> they, they come and go, to be honest. Um, lately, my free time is all about playing with my little girl, Allison. Mm. She's almost 10 months. Um, yeah, I do audiobooks. I like playing sports. I'm watching some sports with my husband, but no consistent hobbies right now. Yeah, no, that I mean for sure. Having a ten-month-old, I'm sure, definitely takes a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of time. And uh, is it is Allison your first child? Yeah, she is our um, only little girl, so it's been a learning curve, but she is so fun. That is awesome. That is exciting to hear. I'm just I'm a little bit behind you. Uh, we are my wife and I are expecting our first in January, actually. So we will, uh, yeah, get to go through that adventure. Ourselves. Congratulations. Um, say goodbye to sleep, but say hello to the world of happiness. So. <laughs> oh, I do. I really love my sleep, but uh, I really do love happiness and it, it'll be a blessing. We're excited for it. Uh, so last question then for you, Jessica, as you know, we just kind of try to figure out what I guess you said that you enjoy to watch sports with your husband. So are there, you know, sports that you played in high school or at the collegiate level or you know what are maybe some of your favorite sports to watch as well yeah so I played soccer growing up and I dabbled in track I played a couple years of soccer in college um, but now we like playing softball and rec teams 
Um, I'm a Steelers fan by marriage. My husband's Ooh. in the Pittsburgh area, so we watch a lot of uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh sports. Nice. That's cool. What'd you do in track? What events? I was never great at track. Did it to keep in shape for soccer, but I did a lot of um, short distance sprints, jumping. Um, never anything too exciting or too successful, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair enough. Just to get in. I mean, that's a definitely a good sport to keep you in shape for the fall for soccer time. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I'm a yeah. I ran cross country and track in high school, then collegiately as well. But I was more of the distance, and unfortunately, I'm. I'm more of a Cleveland Browns fan on the football mm. end, but I'll, I'll forgive you for that. We can st- we can not hung up the podcast uh, yet, so yeah, we won't we won't end it right there. Hopefully, it'll get better from here. <laughs> um, so let's as far as today professionally, then Jessica, give me the thirty second, maybe even a minute. You know, what are you doing today professionally? So I am a wealth advisor at Hickson Zerker Capital Management here in Findlay, Ohio. My LinkedIn tagline is that I work with <laughs> successful clients to help them make informed life decisions. So if you yes. had asked me what I do, that's how I'd summarize it in a sentence. Um, so you know, people I work with, um, they've been accumulating wealth, but to what end? So they're mm-hmm. asking, how do I continue building my legacy, ensure it stays intact, be overly financially positioned to live my best life, um, both now and in retirement. Because sometimes those are conflicting goals, living your best life now mm. um, and later. So we look at investments, debts, estate planning, insurance, you know, all of it. We're um, a comprehensive financial planner. Nice. That's what I do. Yeah. That is awesome. I love the, I love your tagline you said from LinkedIn. Yeah, if I had to summarize it. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic summary. A good one sentence boom. You know, this is what I do. This is the service that I provide and the value that I have. Awesome. Let's, um, so now that we know kind of where you are today, let's go back in time, Lynn. Let's go back to 18 year old Jessica. You graduate from high school. Uh, you know, at that time, what were your career goals? Um, you know, did you have a strong, emphasis with you know the education in college or were you more so going for soccer uh yeah kind of where were you at as far as career goals yeah so I just knew I wanted to be um, a business major there's all kinds of majors you can have within a school of business but um, my dad was a business owner so Hmm. I always grew up around um, entrepreneurship and I definitely had that attitude a little bit Um, so I chose finance because I thought of all the business majors that might um, Hmm. be one that taught me a lot of um, finer skills and and analysis and things like that. But I was always interested in finance, but not necessarily investments per se, more so the psychology behind helping people make the right decisions to be happy, Hmm. Um, whether we like it or not. Family's happiness is impacted by money. And I knew that then as well when I was 18. I knew that. So I had I remember telling a professor when I was a freshman in college that I wanted to help solve family problems by solving money problems, but I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know that career existed, Um, but I also knew I wanted to have a career that allowed me to have um, a healthy family for myself as well. Um, Even then, I knew that. So I didn't really have specific career goals. I just had like a general idea of what I wanted to help accomplish. Wow. I think 
so I, I just told you that tagline on LinkedIn was incredible. I think if you had to choose a second one, right there, I loved how you said you wanted, you know, that was even 18, 19 year old Jessica was thinking, I want to solve family problems by solving financial problems. And wow, I mean, that's a lot to think of. A, I, I feel like your average 18 year old probably does not think that, you know, when they go into college. And I mean, that's cool that that was your experience. And, you know, and with, you know, you said you had that entrepreneurial spirit from your dad and owning a business. So that was kind of your um, point of view coming into the finance degree. But I think that's awesome that right away, again, from a very early age, you didn't quite know, again, exactly at that time how you would solve that problem. But you knew generally, you know, what you wanted to do as far as a goal. And then it was just trying to find an occupation that would fit that goal. Yeah, exactly. And I boggled around, you know, which major I should do, psychology, finance. Um, I stuck with finance, partly because I met my husband, who is also a finance major. Um, but <laughs> it, it ended up being the right path. And I'm, I'm glad that's what I chose and stuck with. That is all. Did you take throughout your time in college, did you take you know, psychology classes then, uh, like as gen eds and such? To, you know, I had kinda... taken those classes in high school for college credit, but I did not actually take them while I was in college. I ended up never even going down that path. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, because I think that's also cool as well, the fact that, again, at 18 years old, you said you love the psychology and thinking of the, you know, the brain and the mind and behind making those financial decisions. And yeah, poof. That was, I don't know. I'm, I'm not that special. So, um, yeah, I was just surrounded by people who cared about that as well when I was young. So that's what I knew. Yeah, that is awesome. No, that is cool. It, uh, you know, in comparison, I think that might, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, I think that might be like the most profound, like 18 year old perspective, you know, that I've interviewed people. Most people are like, ah, I didn't really care. I was just going to play basketball. I was just going to, you know, do this, do that, just go to college just because that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, but yeah, no, I love how day one, you were just very focused. Yeah, I was focused on college. I was very excited and happy and blessed to be there. So I definitely didn't want to, uh, squander the opportunity. I wanted to be there with a purpose for sure. For sure. That's awesome. So then throughout your experience in at college, did you have, were there internships or job opportunities that you had that, uh, you know, it's kind of reaffirmed to you that this is the correct path that you're going towards that continued to say, you know what, this is, yeah, this finance path, this is what I feel called to do and what I love, um, what I have a passion for. Honestly, I, I really didn't. Um, I, my college always pushed internships um, hmm. for that reason, because it helps you figure out what you want to do and helps you get experience and be an attractive candidate right. when you're graduated. But I actually worked at a camp as a camp counselor and then as a ropes course instructor. And I loved the ministry side of it. And hmm. in my perspective, it was college college years were going to be my only chance to have a job like that. So hmm. I didn't really try and figure all that out, that out then, you know, my future career. Um, but I had my finance classes. I didn't love my investments classes, I'll be honest, but um, I really enjoyed my financial planning classes. And it was a little bit of a leap of faith. Um, you know, I read a lot about the job and I thought I might have a personality for it, but I really didn't test it out beforehand. But it wasn't my first career either, so we'll get to that later. Um, huh. But no, no, I didn't really try it out before I graduated. Wow. 
So you said, actually, I don't know if you mentioned where did you go to where did you go to college at, and Jessica? Yeah, Cedarville University, which is near Dayton, Ohio. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Great university. I got uh, I know several friends that went to Cedarville. Uh, so was the camp then that you were counselor at? Was that in the Cedarville area, or was that nope. like back at home in Indiana? It was a camp I had gone to. It's Twin Lakes Camp and Conference Center. So I think it's near Indianapolis type area. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That's awesome. I just, yeah, I appreciate you saying, you know, you enjoyed those summers, you know, having that experience. You said you love the ministry aspect of, you know, being the camp counselor. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's also a awesome perspective that you're able to have that, you know what, this is a job that you enjoy. It's maybe not something you want to do forever, but for this time, while you are in college, let's enjoy these summers and uh, enjoy these opportunities that you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, okay, so then when you get to, you know, closer to graduation and gets to senior year, I guess, what was that process, um, you know, as far as getting that first job out of college? Um, you know, what did that look like for you? And I guess, you know, what was that first position then? Yeah, so I had mentioned I met my husband at Cedarville, so it was a little tricky because we were from different areas, and we needed to find a job that was in the same town, right? So um, I allowed, we came to a decision that we would allow him to find the job first, and then I would use that as my opportunity to start looking for a job in the same city. Hmm. Um, So it's generally what married people do is, you know, live and work in similar (laughs) cities. Um, So... He actually interned for Speedway and got a job there, um, so in the Dayton area. So I started looking for jobs. You know, my goals hadn't changed from what I wanted to do when I initially went into college. I knew I still might have interest in the financial planning field, but, you know, from going to career fairs and seeing – just a lot, hearing a lot of negative things about the industry. I didn't think I wanted to do that, nor did I have the confidence that I could do it. So I was just kind of looking for really any job that I could usually use as a launching pad. So I found a job as a client service associate that was at a financial planning firm. Hmm. Um, and that was a good way for me to dip my toe in and dabble into the industry without feeling like I was committing myself to something I wasn't um prepared to do. So that's what I did. Um, and it was a great job. It was, I was there for almost four years. Four years. Okay. Awesome. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's great that, especially if you said you had kind of heard, um, you know, or maybe hesitant about the industry and had heard some negative remarks and such to be able, uh, I guess like how long did it take you then those four years to kind of warm up to the industry then and to kind of change that perspective? Oh Yeah. Good question. You know, it really didn't take long at all because my opinions and things I had heard were so off base. So, um, you know, I've gone to career fairs as a college student. And there are always tons of financial planning firms there. You know, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, all the big ones, the chains. Right. And all the questions they'd ask you and all the material they give you, it was so salesy and everything just felt like a transaction and commissions and huh. That's just not what I wanted at all. Um, so you know, I still felt like I wanted to help people with their finances, but not at the cost of feeling like I was peddling something. Um, hmm. But at this financial plan- planning firm I worked at, they were a fee-only financial planner, which is also the type of firm I'm at now. And um, 
they cared about their clients so much. They served them so well. They weren't peddling anything. Clients, they had good word of mouth. People, clients referred their friends to them because they're a great person and a great company to work for. Um, so I realized that not all financial um, planners were salespeople. And that's what I love about my job now as a financial advisor is um, that's not what it is. That's just what I thought it was based upon what I had heard. Um, and it, it can be that with certain companies, um, but that was not my experience. And I'm very happy for that. Yeah, no, I, that is awesome that, you know, you kind of change your perspective right away. And, um, you know, it didn't necessarily take that long. And, it, you know, it's funny actually you sharing that. I actually, uh, I feel like in multiple actually different ways, Jessica, like my story is actually similar to yours. Uh, when I initially got into insurance, yeah, I felt like growing up, uh, like I just had this terrible idea of insurance. And it was like, dude, if you're a, you know, just want to take people's money and never want to pay anything out, then go into insurance. And, you know, just had a really bad perspective on it. And then it wasn't until I got a job and got in the industry. And then I start talking to other agents, listen to different podcasts and just hear um, the pride that they take in their job and being there to support, you know, those people in the most vulnerable moments of their lives that, you know, and just listening to that different perspective, I was like, whoa, I was like, you know what, this industry can like change lives. It's not what I thought in my mind. I had this, you know, and I also like you talking as well about it's not, you don't feel like it's a salesy position that a lot of times, whether it's financial advisor, insurance, whatever position may be that, you know, certain people can come off as just very salesy as if they don't care about the customer, they don't care about the client across the table. And, you know, with your experience at, with this position as a client service, excuse me, client service associate, and then now, you know, you don't feel like it's not a salesy position. You're just helping people out, helping them solve those needs, um, you know, for now and for the future. Yeah. Going back to the LinkedIn tagline, we're helping people make informed life decisions. So there's nothing um, salesy or pushy about that. And that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. So, so you said you were there for four years then, um, and you said that was in Dayton, correct? Yeah, is where that position was. So, mm-hmm. I, like, did you leave that position? I'm, I'm assuming, but did you leave that position then because of geographic reasons? And then you and your husband moved, or yeah. is, what did that look like? The next step after there? Yeah. So I mentioned my husband had the opportunity to come to Marathon, which is in a new city. So I mean, only good things to say about the company I had worked for. But geographically, it was um, you know time to move to a new city. And I had already earned my Series 65, hmm. which is a license that um, you need to be an advisor in the fee-only industry. And I had um, already begun working on my certified financial planner designation. So I've been taking classes online, and I was already set to um, sit for the exam in July of 2019. We moved here in April. Okay. So I was definitely ready to look for that next role. You know, I wasn't going to be a client service associate forever. Um, I had already been, you know, working on becoming an advisor. And so when I came to Finley, I reached out to Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. And it it just seemed like perfect timing. I, mean, I think it was huh. a um, divine time for them and a good time for me as well to where um, our 
path aligned and I was able to come and join the firm as their fourth financial advisor. And it's been a great path of growth ever since. So, so this started as you initiated that conversation then? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I, so one thing about a lot of small financial planning firms is like they do, you know, hire, um, on occasion when they need it, but sometimes you have to find the perfect match because you're working so closely, um, together and you're trusting someone with your clients. Hmm. So, Sometimes you just have to wait for you to find the right person, um, whether you're scouting someone or waiting for someone to come along. And I kind of knew that already. So I you know, looked up the financial planning jobs in Finley, Ohio, and I only wanted to work with fee-only firms. And, you know, there were none hiring. Um, There's no, like, hire me, ads out type, type right. thing. But I'd heard really good things about Hicks and Zerker Capital Management from a friend. Um, and I really liked the message they um, had online and all the material. So, yeah, I just reached out to them, and the rest is history, I guess. Wow, that's awesome. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That uh, Yeah, I mean, that doesn't yeah, – but I'm sure – I feel like that probably doesn't happen often, but that I'm potentially pays off having that four years of experience in that industry that you know, hey, if I want to work with this kind of a firm, um, you know, like you said, sometimes just a good fit and – you know, you have to make that initial um, reach out, that initial connection with them, and yeah. obviously helps having the referral as well. Yeah, I hope other young professionals realize that um, if you really want to work someplace, but you don't necessarily see a job um, available for you, if they really like you, they might make a job for you. So mm. don't be afraid to just reach out. For sure, especially, a, like you said, especially a small business. You mm-hmm. know, a small business that maybe. Um, yeah, that they are just waiting for that right person to come in there. And I think you said it earlier, and you said it again. So when describing Hickson, you said it's a fee-only firm. Is that correct? Yeah. So do you want me to describe that a little more? Yeah. I, I, you kind of said it earlier. I was a little confused. I don't know if I've heard that term before. And then you mentioned mm-hmm. again, and I'm like, okay, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what is <laughs> – tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I'm probably using yeah, lingo that I should define before I use it. So, <laughs> um, so I really wanted to work for a fee-only financial planner because um, you're more likely to be a fiduciary, meaning that everything you advise um, needs to be and should be in the client's best interest. And there's two ways to earn money in the financial planning industry. Um, the first one is commission-based. And some commission advisors, they um, can be fiduciaries and they can recommend what's in a client's best interest. But there is um, a bit of a conflict of interest in the sense that when you recommend something, uh, whether it's a transaction or a product, you get paid for it. So it's difficult um, to prove to the client that you're trying to do what's in their best interest when you're getting paid um, to recommend something. Right. Um, whereas a fee-only firm, we can recommend anything, any investment, any product. We don't get any payment for that um, from those investments or from those products. Um, but we just get a fee, an, you know, a quarterly fee from our clients. So it doesn't matter um, what we put them in, where we invest them. Um, in the end, our payment's the same, which puts us on the same side of the table as them. And I was familiar with those two different um, ways to earn money because I'd worked in the industry already. And naturally, those commission 
um, bases tend to be a little more salesy, which is fine. It's just not my personality. I'm not a salesperson. So that's why I wanted to look for a company that aligned with my strengths and my desires of how I wanted to operate as a financial advisor. So thank you for giving me a chance to define that because I didn't think to do that ahead of time. Yeah, no, that is all. I'm really glad that, uh, yeah, that you mentioned that again. I was able to ask you. I don't, I mean, I'm not that familiar with the, you know, financial advisor industry. Um, but I had, yeah, I did not know that that was a thing. I didn't know there was those two ways of getting paid. So you just, you know, you said quarterly, it's just that flat rate then, that flat fee that they have. And then, like you said, you can make those investments and those choices, whatever is best for them. Um, without having to worry about the commission or having to worry about, you know, potentially what would be best on your end as the advisor. It's like having financial experts on retainer for you is huh. how it works. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that. So, yeah, I know. And I think that's awesome that that was, again, based on your experience, yeah, that was definitely what you were looking for then as you and your husband moved to Finley that you said, okay, I'm looking for specifically these kinds of investment firms, the fee-only investment firms to... Um, yeah, to work with and and obviously that just aligns with what you wanted to do professionally and you know kind of how you feel your characteristics are um, with you know the whole sales in general. So that is that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So how has it been that you know you said you've been there what you said April 2019, correct? Mm-hmm. So been over. yeah, so about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, how has it been for, I guess like over those two and a half years, maybe the specific question is what has changed the most for you or how have you grown maybe the most in the last two and a half years? I mean, a lot, <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to even quantify. I mean, you just on paper and you know, I earned my certified financial planner designation, which is a great accomplishment. It's more so, you know, it, it really gave me confidence. I came in as an advisor with a bit of imposter syndrome. You know, who am I to give these people advice? You know, these men and women who are accomplished professionals, 30 years older than me. Um, so having that education background and earning my designation really did give me a lot of confidence. And then I continued you know, to work alongside these three other financial advisors here who are all so talented and um, experts at what they do. And that's helped me grow a lot. And then they also encouraged me to start the everydayadvisor.com, which is a blog that I publish on. And um, I've consistently been publishing on that blog, and it actually allowed me to be recognized as an Investopedia Top 100 Advisor um, in 2020 and 2021. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind of a couple of years. I feel like it's been a lot of fast growth, um, and I'm, I've just been so thankful and excited for the the ride it's been. <laughs> I don't know if I answered your question fully or not. <laughs> no, you did. I mean, it. Yeah, it's definitely a jump, you know, from where you were before as the associate, and then to you know be the wealth advisor that you are. But it's cool that you know you say you have a great team around you that they support you. Um, you know, I mean, I yeah, I can understand as well with having once you get those designations, having the confidence then. Um, cause yeah, before that, it's like, well, okay, how, especially when, again, you know, the, this podcast as a young professional, it can be intimidating to try to talk to somebody in their fifties, their sixties, you know, about their 
finances and it's like, uh, how am I supposed to talk to somebody about retirement when I'm on the exact, personally, I'm on the exact opposite end Mm -hmm. of my life. You know, I'm worried about getting my retirement started compared to working with somebody, um, you know, that's on again, the exact opposite end. So yeah, yeah, I think that's cool that again, you just have that solid team around you. Yeah, it is an awesome team here, and they're definitely responsible for 99% of my success. (laughs) That is cool. Tell me a little bit more, I guess, with the blog. So you say, like, is that a weekly blog, uh, monthly, or, like, what is, uh, I assume you write about, you know, financial, what's going on in the world, uh, in the financial world and such. Mm -hmm. So I write every week on TheEverydayAdvisor.com. Um, initially, it started off as I was really just talking about basic financial planning topics, buying your first house, how to invest your 401k, how to have a debt repayment plan, how much money do you need when you retire. Hmm. And lately, I have been writing some more articles about what's happening in current events in the economy and the stock market and things like that. But my core goal is just financial literacy. People need to um, understand the basics, you know, what's a stock, what's a bond. I try and keep it really simple and use Mm. everyday language. And um, so my primary goal is financial literacy. Honestly, though, it helps improve my ability to communicate complex financial information. Like it helps Mm. me be a better educator by practicing through writing. So that's kind of a side benefit of it. And I get to learn about new topics, too, when I'm researching things. So, um yeah, that's that's what it is. That's awesome. So if I if I right now go to everydayadvisor.com, is there like how do I find I guess your blog specifically? Yeah, so it's just theeverydayadvisor.com. Um it's pretty findable on Google, so if you just Google okay. any arrangement of those words, you'll find it. Um it's my tag there is real life finance for real people real people. And there's a contact me page where there's um, information about me and Hicks and Zerker Capital Management if you wanted to have further questions. But most of the blog, like I said, is really um, just for um, education. Yeah, that is awesome. I will for sure provide a link uh, to that in the show notes uh, for anyone that's listening to the podcast and wants to check it out. Thank you. So you've been, so it's been, you know, two and a half years. You said obviously you've grown uh, tremendously, you know, professionally in these last two and a half years. What is, obviously we've talked about the past, talking about the present. As far as the next step, um, you know, where do you, I guess, do you see yourself professionally in another two and a half years or in five years or maybe even 10 years from now? Yeah, I was thinking about that a little bit. You know, I, it's a difficult question, you know, I'll be honest, I have a vision for the professional I want to be. I also have a vision for the type of mom and wife I want to be. Hmm. Um, You know, my goals are to have a thriving family, to have a daughter who sees her mom doing the work she loves, which is, you know, I hope enhancing people's lives, contributing to a healthy business. They also want to ensure that, you know, I'm there for her and supporting her whenever she needs me. So, you know, my career goals are heavily tied in with my family goals. So mm. I am just going to continue growing um, my knowledge base as a financial advisor, my skills, and hopefully continue um, to ensure that I have the right amount of quality time with my family too. So um, 
we'll balance those. And I haven't quite mapped it out exactly. <laughs> we don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm very um, just cautious and conscientious of my goals um, working together. Yeah, that is, I'm. I love that. You know that you have to have that foundation first. The foundation in your family, like you said, as a wife, as a as a mother, and once that foundation is set, then it's okay. What are my career goals? How do my career goals work and in line with you know what you uh, and your husband want to do personally? Mm-hmm. Okay. So last question that I have for you then, Jessica. I always like to end every single episode with uh, just kind of a practical question. Uh, you know, what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? So, you know, you just kind of mentioned as far as your your dreams and your goals, you know, trying to get that personal life um, and that professional life to be um, flowing together, um, I guess. So, like, what are you doing today to reach those professional goals? Well, I'm waking up every day. So, uh, <laughs> occasionally I have days where I feel like I'm, just surviving but you know Mm. most days I am waking up and I'm consistently choosing to love my family to serve my clients um to serve my savior and for me it's Mm. all about being consistent that's always been my strength um I've never been the best at anything I want to even say I have a talent (laughs) um uh, but the thing I am good at is just showing up on a consistent basis um I show up so I write every week you know on the every advisor I am consistent in serving my clients and I'm consistent in learning and growing, whether it's reading, audiobooks. You know, I don't really know how to succeed. I don't have a secret recipe. Sometimes I don't even feel like I have the time <laughs> to succeed. Hmm. Um, all I can really do is be a bit better every day. So I don't feel like I'm doing anything specific. You know, I'm learning from my fellow advisors. I'm pushing forward. Um, and I, again, I'm just showing up. So, it's just I like what I do and I want to be good at it. So I can't really give you a list of things I'm doing <laughs> to succeed, but it's just a whole slew of conscious decisions I'm making to be a better advisor. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic answer, Jessica. I really do. I think that is awesome. Um, you know, consistency. Cons- you know, and really in every part every walk of your life, you know, consistency is one of the hardest things, but if you really want to see change, it's all about consistency. Uh, you know, and I consistency and showing up. And I think it's key as well that you mentioned that yeah, you love what you do on a daily basis. You know, you love what you do professionally and, you know, personally as well. But, um, you know, as long as you're loving what you're doing and consistently showing up, I think that is a very practical and a fantastic way to kind of view, uh, you know, the way that you are reaching your goals. Phew, glad you think so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, I uh, this has been awesome. I, I again, I thank you for spending your time to, um, yeah, spending your time on the podcast. I, I really appreciate it. You know, just kind of diving into your story and you know all the nuggets that you've had available. Um, you know, for me to take away, kind of grow from, but then hopefully uh, for the listeners as well. I really enjoy the opportunity to do some introspection. So again, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see where your podcast goes. Thank you for listening to the Young Pro Show. If you enjoyed the episode, I would encourage you to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow along on social media for updates on Facebook and Instagram at Dom Fry, the insurance guy. And if you really, really enjoyed the episode, 
It would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on your podcast platform or on my Facebook page. I love you. Thank you for your time. And God bless.